Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I'm bringing on yet another new co-host for you because that's what we do. Uh, this gentleman, actually, I've already been impressed by him so much that you guys will eventually see a repeat co-hosting session from him. Uh, and this isn't usually happening right away, but when you hear his bio and you get to learn about him today, I think you'll understand why we got to bring him back. Uh, so this gentleman, he graduated in 2010 from the Ohio State University College of Optometry with a magna cum laude. He's an honors guy. Um, he's the <laughs> founder of I Love. And we'll get into why it's so important, a.k.a. ilovethesun.com, whose mission is to end preventable blindness. So we got a powerful message today. So he and his wife uh, use the profits from I Love to fund free and low-cost clinics in Jamaica. I think that's pretty powerful. Uh, they also started a charity called the I Love Cares Foundation, which is why I definitely want to geek out with him today. And I love not-for-profit activity, and anytime you can intertwine it with your business, I think it becomes even more powerful. So ilovecares.org, which provides exams, glasses, sunglasses for those in need, free education, and scholarships for students that align with their mission. Um, so he enjoys traveling to Jamaica, training for marathons, playing the ukulele, uh, while he drinks his morning coffee, aka French press, which I'm a huge fan of, I just upgraded my <laughs> French press. So without further ado, before I give you his name, I'm going to share a quote that I love, which is, live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. From Gandhi, welcome to the show, Dr. Travis Ziegler. Excited to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited for us to finally connect. I loved our little intro session, which went longer than my 15-minute segment <laughs> to get to know you, which that's usually a sign that we're going to have a good conversation. I hope so. I have a lot of pressure on now. Oh, you know, and you, you joked around about, and to our listeners, this guy takes podcasts very seriously. Uh, I just learned that normally he would not come on a podcast unless he's listened to at least three to five other uh, of the podcasts of the show. And he just felt so comfortable with you guys, the listeners, that he's just coming right on and said, screw it, I'm not even going to listen. So, <laughs> And that's not an excuse for me not having time. It's just I really wanted to just wing it with you, and I didn't want to get any pre-questions or anything or get a feel for it. I just wanted to go. Well, then clearly you're getting the vibe of the show because as I joked around, I don't edit. We keep it real. I want our listeners to feel like, oh, this is a, actually a real conversation. It's not a programmed interview. I'm always having to explain to people. I'm like, like oh, who are you interviewing today? I'm like, I'm not interviewing, man. I'm just having a natural human conversation with somebody who knows a hell of a lot about something that I don't. <laughs> yeah, and I'll bring some questions too to you, so we'll make it fun. There you go, man. So again, welcome to co-hosting. Um, so... Let's jump right in, man. Um, you and I joked around uh, last time about like glasses, which we'll get into today, and obviously we both care a lot about health. But to our listeners, why we didn't get really get this last time you and I chatted, but why is it that you just besides you going to school and obviously taking eye as a passion, uh, but why is eye health so important to all of us? I, I wanted to keep it kind of an umbrella and then we can you know dig deeper in that. So why is eye health so important to all of us? That's a fantastic question. And <laughs> the, the eye is, it's everything. It's, it's the window to, people say it's the window to your soul. It's the window to your health too. We can actually look into the eye and see live blood vessels. We can see live nerves. We can pretty much tell what's going on with your entire body 
by looking inside your eye. And so that's why we dilate your eyes at eye exams oh, yeah. is because we can look at all that stuff. We can catch diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, the, since I moved to South Carolina, I've diagnosed four brain tumors just by looking in the eye. Really? And I didn't diagnose them, but I sent them out for an MRI and then that got diagnosed. So hey, yeah, that's fine. You don't need to diagnose it. If you see something that you can recognize as, as a clear problem, and you mm -hmm. potentially can impact or save someone's life because you happen to see something that's not supposed to be there. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. And so why eye health? Because you can, you can do a lot through the eye. I mean, the eye is everything. And whenever you ask somebody, what's the number one sense they are afraid to lose, it's their sight. And so being able to maintain that for people and to give that to people is there's no better experience than putting on a pair of glasses on someone that's never been able to see in their life and just seeing them light up. And we can get into that a lot further down the line well, when we and talk actually, about foundation. Since you're hinting on obviously blindness, preventative blindness, I know that's part of your big mission yeah. um, with, with I Love. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and clarify something because this was sticking in my head after I got off the phone with you last, after the internet last time, not phone, internet, whatever, same thing. Um, but okay, let's say somebody has already lost their vision. Mm -hmm. Now clearly what you just kind of hinted here is that you can still do a lot of these other things that you're hinting at, like looking at blood vessels and everything else. So I never, I never asked this, but I've actually had a great uh, podcast on not too far back with the blind blogger, uh, shout out to Maxwell Ivy. And you know, he's been blind pretty much his whole life. So does he go to the eye doctor? Does he need to see professionals like you? Do they actually look at the blood vessels and all that stuff? Is that something that a, you know, eye impaired person, I don't know what, what, what's going on there? <laughs> Yeah. So somebody that's already completely blind or been blind for life. Um, the only reason we'd want to see them for an eye exam is just what I was just talking about, checking for diabetes, checking for high blood pressure, hmm. because we can see that in the back of their eye. But the main reason we check in the back of the eye is to make sure that it won't cause blindness. And so I like to see my diabetic patients every year, my high blood pressure patients every year, because if their blood vessels start to leak blood, which is a sign of high blood pressure, which is a sign of diabetes, we can catch it before it actually causes permanent vision loss. Wow. In his case, he'd probably be better off just going to uh, just getting his regular physicals to detect high blood pressure and diabetes. So is it necessary? Not really, unless there's something cosmetic going on. Mm -hmm. um, I have a story about a guy that I was in school with, and it was a great, great story. What happened isn't a great story, but he actually got attacked and lost both of his eyes. Literally, they, they were Dear gouged Lord. out. Yes, wow. it's a terrible story. But this was five years later and we were fitting him with prosthetics. And so he was still coming to us to get just the cosmetic eyes back. And it was funny because he was an African-American gentleman, had brown eyes his whole life. And his, his implants were always brown. Oh. And we ordered the wrong ones and they were blue. And we put him in and his wife lit up and he goes, ooh, I like the blue. Are you so serious? <laughs> completely off subject, but... So we do see blind people still, and it just depends on why they're blind and what they want to come in for. So people that are blind due to the lack of an eye, yeah. we fit them with prosthetics. Wow. And then people like him, who's probably got both of his eyes, we mm -hmm. can still watch them for high blood pressure and diabetes, but a physical would be more important for that. No, I mean, that's, I, I just was, I just had to get that asked out there. I mean, like I said, we don't follow a Q&A format, but I'm like, man, that was just one weird thing that just popped in my head after you and I chatted. I was like, well, it's a good question. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I, I'm trying. <laughs> well, because I, I don't know if these are things that come up in your average conversation, but you've been doing this for a little while. So it's like, okay, well, is this something that comes up? Because as you hinted, blood vessels, diabetes, high blood pressure, never really thought about it. 
But most people are like, oh, I submit my actual blood for a blood test. Like, I donate blood every eight weeks. Actually, I'm due. I just realized they called me a week ago. Hey, your eight weeks are up. So I need to go in and do my little, I call it an oil change. Like, <laughs> take it out. That way I can, my bone marrow can refill and I've, I'm all fresh. So, which, uh, shout out to our listeners. Please donate blood. So, uh, but now again, most people would actually get their cholesterol done that way te- tested because I know you get like a high level. It's not a very good blood test, but they'll, sh- they'll send me back in the mail. Like, Hey, from your last blood donation, here's your current HDL, LDL, which now that I've been geeking out about health and launching this podcast and had on other doctors, that is worthless. Like if you really want to understand cholesterol and heart disease and HDL and LDL, I've learned that you have to get these uh, much deeper dive tests done uh, that actually measure the size of the particulates of the LDL. It's a whole different thing. So I don't know if you know anything about that, but that's beyond my expertise. <laughs> I'll <Awesome>. say that. <laughs> well, anyway, if you ever want to learn more about that, there's a whole lot more out there than I never even thought I was going to actually care about learning, but I'm loving it now. I geek out on this stuff. So, but thanks for digging deeper onto the at least helping us understand that the, uh, you know, the visually impaired are dealing with, but also really cool about the whole prosthetic eye thing. Um, you can order these things like this is, is there like a catalog? <laughs> uh, yeah, there is actually that. So it's actually hydroxyapatite. It's kind of the same thing that it's what coral reef is made out of. So wow. it's, we make it out of that because your body won't reject it. And yeah, you literally just order it out of a catalog and you have different sizes and you measure the person's eye, you take pictures and if they have one good eye and one, or one eye still, and then they don't have an eye in the other eye, we actually take a picture of their their eye, and then we'll send the pictures into the company and they'll try to paint it to be exactly the same as the other. And so he, that's just real quick, go back to the story. Did that gentleman end up keeping the blue eyes? Oh yeah, he kept the blue eyes. Okay. His, his wife loved them. <laughs> now, do they stay in forever? Or do you have to, I mean, do you have to change them? I don't know. No, you actually, they're they're like a giant contact lens. You, you take them out every night, you clean them, because bacteria will build up behind them and the the eye socket will become oozy and filled with bacteria so you just got to keep them clean to to avoid that man wow okay clean those eyes all right Uh, well well, let's tie that forward um (laughs) i've had uh so because of the firefighting adventure i did a few years ago Mm -hmm. I, i was wearing contacts since you mentioned contacts and i just got tired of wearing i mean i'm very active so I was doing the whole visine thing before I knew the visine is actually not that good. I don't, you, don't, you don't have to take a vote on that. Um, but I have, I have a video on YouTube that. So <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, then if you felt like chiming in, is there anything you wanted to say about visine? <laughs> don't use it. <laughs> All right. We're reinforcing what I already know. Uh, so anyway, I stopped using visine. Was wearing contacts, and I was already active. Right. I've been a ski race coach for well, I was for eleven years. I stepped down uh, two seasons ago. Uh, actually, I'm wearing my ski hat today because saw it on your hat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went skiing earlier today, and uh, then I came home and set up a new uh, propane burner in my big garage for my CrossFit gym in there because I was like, "Hey, it's 15 degrees. There's no excuse not to be able to work out." So I went and bought a heater. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, skiing, biking, everything else I do, my eyes were always drying out. And I don't know if that means I'm more prone to dry eye than others. You could probably chime in on that. But then I said, okay, after the first year of firefighting, I was like, man, I'm in the wilderness trying to deal with clean contacts. We're doing 16-hour shifts. I'm, I'm, we're camping under the stars every night because that's what hot shots do. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying around like the best eye drops I could find, or at least I thought. And then I finally said, screw this. At the end of that fire seasoning, I was like, I'm getting LASIK, man. I'm 
I'm going to drop the coin. I spent $3,000 in Arizona. Uh, I was like, I'm not doing this whole, oh, you pay 500 and you get one eye free. I'm like, you're shooting lasers into my eyes. Like, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and go for the premium option. Um, I agree with that. Which, okay, good. So uh, I, I made a good decision. So, uh, But then I've been using this. I'm actually blanking on the brand, but they gave me a specific brand of eye drops. Refresh or sustain, probably. Sustain, yes. Yeah. Sustain Ultra, I think it was, but I had to, I had to use those every day for the next year minimum, right? During the healing process and everything else. And then, but to this day, I still found that this be one of the nicest eye drops I've ever used. So I still buy them. Um, just if I ever feel dry, I wake up in the morning, I throw a couple in. It's just part of my lifestyle now. I don't know if you would agree or disagree with that, but. Uh, it's pretty much up to you. It, it, I don't, when I treat dry eye sy- syndrome, I treat it from the inside out. So I tried to look at a patient and avoid eye drops altogether because mm-hmm. What I believe is that dry eye is a symptom to a broader disease going on in your body. And most eye doctors will not think like that. Most eye doctors see the symptom and see dry eye as a specific disease. But by definition, dry eye is inflammation. And so if there's inflammation going on in the eye, there's inflammation going on in the entire body. And so I love this. I I take the approach of dry eye as a symptom, high blood pressure is a symptom, diabetes is a symptom. Cholesterol is a symptom of your body being in this low-grade inflammatory state. And I try to teach people how to get out of that inflammatory state. So most of my patients, if you want to call them online, are postmenopausal females. So that 45-plus-year-old females that have hormonal problems, they've, they've gone through menopause. And so we're dealing with hormones. We're dealing with bad diets that they've been doing their whole life. And so I try to shift their belief into thinking dry eye is not a disease, but it's rather... A symptom. And so usually when your eyes become dry, it's something you probably ate, drank, or did that caused them. So to cover up a problem, the drops are okay. So your eyes are feeling dry, put a drop in, it covers up a problem, but doesn't, doesn't fix it. And I, so I love the fact you're, t- you're hitting on this because this has come up again. I've got over hundred I have 140 shows <clears> up <throat> online. So it's, We've had biologists and neurologists, and I, I told you a little bit about Dr. Jack Cruz, who's the famous neurologist. He's yep. probably the most downloaded episode ever, and we, we we could talk more about the whole, um, you know, sleep aid behind the eye, all that. But everything we discuss, heart specialists, the paleocardiologist, Dr. Dr. Jack Wolfson, we talk about heart disease. Infl- it's an inflammatory issue in the body, just like you're saying, and most average doctors and now i'm hearing this in the eye world too the average doctor we're not trying to rip on them it's just that they only know so much and they are usually end up treating a symptom versus trying to cause trying to find the root cause and that's what i'm hearing from you is that true yeah i mean that's exactly what i'm saying and that wasn't something that we believed i mean we did the typical put drops on it put this on it put that on it and we had a shift in our, our belief because we're Western medicine trained, which mm-hmm. most people don't know that Western medicine is only 100 to 200 years old, whereas in Eastern medicine is thousands of years old. So Eastern medicine is the, the process of finding the root cause of the problem and addressing that where Western medicine is more, let's find a way to fix this symptom or fix the dry eye, fix the high blood pressure with a medication that causes even more side effects. So mm. that's... I forget your initial question and where I was going with it, but it's, um, it's about infl- inflammation basically. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, we're just, uh, I'm just trying to shift people into thinking more that dry eye, fixing the inflammation that's causing it and just fixing that instead. And we, we did that with diet. And so I came out with a book called rethinking dry eye treatment. Amazon is actually very short. 
it was actually going to be a big blog post, but it ended up being 50 pages. Oh, wow. And so I just turned it into a book and we promote, I, I sell it for 99 cents because I just want people to read it and realize that dry eye is curable if you take approach it the right way. And that's not through typical drops and everything. So now is that on your main website as well? Um, it's not on our website. It's actually on Amazon. So rethinking dry eye treatment on Amazon. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look I knew what I was going to say now. Okay. So Jump in, man. Jump the in. reason, the reason we switched this mentality from Western medicine to Eastern medicine is because my wife and I actually tried to start having kids in January of 2015. And in January, 2015, we started trying and three years later, no, no pregnancy. And so we were wondering about two and a half years later, no pregnancy and with a fertility doctor for two years and Western medicine trained. And she pretty much told us that it was IVF or nothing. IVF is in vitro fertilization, which is about a 10 to $25,000 procedure. Yeah. I already, lots I've of chemicals. Heard about that. that is not cheap. Yeah. And lots of hormones, lots of chemicals. And we didn't want to go through it and we didn't want to accept that as our only options. So that's when we explored acupuncture, herbals, Eastern medicine, and we got pregnant in three months. And so it's, it was amazing that we went through two and a half years of Western medicine. This is what's wrong with you. This is how we need to treat it. And then we went to Eastern medicine and said, okay, we just need to fix a couple things. And I think you'll be pregnant in three months. Pretty much what they said. And they were exactly right. It was amazing. It's, and so we thought about it differently. It's powerful because I've talked about this in the past too. Um, I started really geeking out about nutrition in 2010 when I was a rookie firefighter because it was just, you know, your, your health is everything, man. We were doing, as I hinted earlier, 16 hour shifts for two weeks straight before you get your mandatory healthy days off to recharge. So it's like you got accumulated exhaustion over and over again all summer long. So by the end of your, you know, your wildland firefighting season, six months, you're just beat up. I don't care how good you are at your health and wellness. So that's when I found um, the one nutrition company I was working with is, is Isogenics, but it's not a promotion for them. But I, but when, one thing I learned from them was the power of fasting, detoxifying, you know, allowing the body to detoxify itself, attack the, the toxins that are stored in your fat cells and going through a cleansing process, a cellular level cleansing throughout the entire body. And I've been doing it ever since. I literally just did two more days this past week, back to back, did a 48 hour. And not everybody's ready for that, but that's my lifestyle. I do this every single quarter of the year. I, it's like become a, my maintenance part of my life. And it's been going on for seven years because it helps reduce inflammation in the body. Like I always will, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm already a lean guy, but I, my puffiness goes away. I'll, I'll say it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're letting your whole system just kind of regenerate. I do a 12 hour fast every night and yeah. that's, yeah, we, I've we, never we, done a 48 hour. I might try it. Well, the, the biggest thing is like, people are like, Oh, so what are you doing? Like you, you don't eat. I'm like, that's what fasting <laughs> is. Um, and you do know that fasting has been around for centuries. Like this is again, before you know, Western medicine. This is not a medicinal thing. This is something that the body is actually at the DNA level is programmed to do because if you go far enough back, mankind used to have to go through periods of lack of food, lack of nutrients, and the human body is an amazing machine. So, it is. And it's religious too. I mean, if you're a religious yeah. person, every single religious leader has fasted in some way or the other. There you go. So, and, and again, your 12 hour piece is cool because like everyone, like, like this morning actually, um, I did not actually eat. I woke up and I felt pretty good from last night. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and extend my fasted state, you know, because I slept all night long. So I wake up already in a fasted state. And again, ladies and gentlemen, when you have breakfast, you're breaking your fast. 
break fast breakfast. That's, <laughs> that's what that means. So breakfast can be any time of the day. So I didn't have my eggs and bacon until probably one thirty, two o'clock today. So there you go. Yeah. And we didn't, we actually did the same thing this morning. We woke up and we just didn't have time because <laughs> we woke up late and we wanted to go to church and newborn was newborn. And then we're just like, ah, oh, let's just fast until lunch. And so we did. The newborn is a newborn. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I've heard all kinds of ways of explaining that situation. So uh, no, he's great. We don't, we, we, we will, he's been pretty amazing. I mean, it was, it, he shifted our whole belief on life and it's been incredible. I hear that from many, many people. So, and actually real quick, cause I brought it up. I'm going to share the screen, ladies and gentlemen. So again, real quick, since we're talking about inflammation of the body, there's this book, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment, Lifestyle Changes to Control Your Dry Eye. And actually, and, is it free on Kindle? Um, I think if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Oh, there you go. And pretty much you can insert any disease process in place of dry eye, and it will pretty much rethinking high blood pressure treatment, rethinking diabetic treatment. Yeah. This is a very cookie cutter approach to treating any of those diseases. If you're already eating a healthy diet and you're already doing everything right and you still want to take it a step further, I would recommend going to find a doctor that does food sensitivity testing. So yes, I'm kind of that step before that step. So I try to get people that have been eating Western medicine diet or Western medicine, Western diets. <laughs> a lot of people for, are for eating, years. literally eating Western medicine, like consuming. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in South Carolina. So yes, I see it all the time. And 20 you know, medications. and <laughs> It's a shame, but I've actually had numerous people. Actually, the uh, in the back corner of my office here, I still have the swab test sitting here for Dr. Carson of Carson Natural. He's, a, he's got his own podcast show too. And, uh, but he's South. I can't remember if he was Tennessee. I forget what state he's in. Uh, but we, I, you know, I brought it up as a casual thing. I'm like, I'm not trying to rip on the South, but I did temper, you know, for a little while live in Greenville, South Carolina. You and I talked a little bit about that. And I don't know how to better say this, but man, <laughs> the South is fat. I mean, granted we have, we have obesity all over this country. The USA is not setting an example of health in the world, even though people are starting to follow us the wrong way. But it seems like the southern area is worse, and he actually pointed it out. He's like, listen, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is tied to uh, income, and a lot of people are not looking to, oh, maybe I'll just grow my own garden to save money. I'll just go to Mickey D's mm -hmm. <laughs> because they got a 99-cent yeah. menu. <laughs> In income and education. I mean, income and education. They don't realize that McDonald's is not healthy. They think it is, yeah. and I'll tell them, like, I'll talk diet with, so to give you an example, when I, when I practiced in Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. we had about a 5% diabetic rate of our patients Wow. down here. It went up to about 20 to 40%. Whoa. And so it's, it's a huge difference. And the reason I could track that was because we actually report to insurance companies, what patients have, and you could see your stats online. And so 5% in Ohio versus 20, I had 20% at one office here and 40% at the other office. That's why I say 20 to 40%. Mm -hmm. And so it's just huge down here and it's income and education. I mean, there's a ton of people down here that I see as patients that are making maybe $10,000 a year and they're working two jobs. And it's just, a, it's a crazy workforce down here. It's a very blue collar area and they just don't have the education on health and nutrition that they need. And so that's pretty much what is causing this this kind of problem down here. Yeah. And not, not to rip on the South or the low income bracket, because you know, I'm going to go ahead and tie this back to the high income bracket. I don't care how much money you make. 
there is still ignorance everywhere when it comes to the health, right? So people just choose the easy path instead of taking the time to do your own self-education or as uh, uh, two doctor friends of mine in my nutritional world, uh, they, they they actually are known as, their tagline is, you know, become your own inner physician, right? Like we're not saying you're gonna replace a doctor. I still respect MDs and what they know, but I haven't been to an MD in over five years. I'm not saying that I don't believe in medicine. I'm just saying in the Western medicine theme here, unless I jack myself up mountain biking, skiing, whatever, uh, what are you going to teach me when I go there? You're going to take blood panel tests. You can do that for me. Thank you. Um, you can stitch me up. You can you know, fix a cut, whatever, but you're not going to teach me anything about nutrition. I have no problem nowadays coming right out and saying this. I'll be b- big ball Scott. I know more than the average MD about my health and nutrition. And I, I've not actually said that yet on this podcast. I will go ahead and put that out there. And I'm not trying to boast. I'm just saying I've spent the past seven years slowly increasing my bandwidth of studies. Now, and I love that you say that because in, in my book, I actually say, sorry to interrupt, but oh, please go. I say that it is not up to your doctor to heal your dry eye. It is up to you and you alone. It, mm-hmm. You can make choice to either change because what you're doing right now is not working. And so if you think it's too hard to change, then you'll keep suffering. But if you want to stop suffering, then you have to change something that you're doing. And so it's very frustrating. We have a live session here at five o'clock on my Facebook page and we ask for questions in the morning. So one of the questions that we unfortunately got was a lady saying that I don't want to change my diet because I love processed foods. And it's just like, okay. Then you get what you deserve. <laughs> and it's just frustrating because she knows what I'm going to tell her. And she's, that's why she said that in parentheses, but I love processed food, so I'm not going to stop them. And, and people don't but realize you, that. You love processed food, food because those were chemically designed in a lab to get you addicted mm-hmm. to them. And I always tell people that you're addicted, you'll become addicted to whatever you eat. And so if you eat a McDonald's hamburger every day, you'll become addicted to that. If you eat broccoli every day, you'll become addicted to broccoli. Oh, I buy, I buy the, uh, I will say I finally gave in, uh, my fiance's parents, uh, got us a membership to Costco and I don't, (laughs) I don't always agree with the Costco business model because it's like, they just want you to buy massive quantities of stuff. And I'm like, I'm still in my minimalist ways from when I was firefighting and I fit my life in my car. So I'm still holding on a little bits of that. And yeah, Costco doesn't do that for you. No, I, I'll come out of there. I purposely will walk in with my reusable shopping bags and I will never go in with more than two bags. So I will actually not even get a cart. I was gonna say, you don't get a cart either, uh, do you? I throw everything in the bag. <laughs> when the bags are full, I walk up, I dump them out and then I put everything back in the bag. So it, yeah. it's, it's funny too, because everybody looks at me like I'm crazy, but then everybody's standing around waiting for like the helper person to come over and get like spare boxes that were, you know, from stocking the shelves and you're walking out, you look like you're all ghetto because you got these like half-assed boxes with your food spilling out of it in your cart. And I'm like, I don't get it, but this is how I'm doing it. So I'll go in there and I get the jumbo bag of organic broccoli. Now, granted, I know just because it's organic doesn't mean it wasn't shipped in from Mexico and it's probably been sitting on a truck for a week and that's a whole different podcast. But <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I geek out on broccoli. Non-organic. Yeah, my fian- exactly. My fiance's like, okay, I'm really tired of broccoli. What is your obsession there? And I'm like, there could be worse things that I could be obsessed with. Broccoli's delicious. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you shave some fresh Parmesan over that. You get that all melted on there. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you and I are both uh, passionate 
health and wellness uh, professionals, actually. Well, you're at a different level, though, sir. So I'm glad that you're also reminding people in your book and elsewhere that I love that point is I'm not saying don't stop going to your doctor. What we're saying is take accountability for your own life. And the problem is through marketing, and I'm a marketing professional, through marketing and advertising and commercials, they're drilling it that they want you to go to your doctor to trust your doctor with everything. When the doctor has never received more than an hour of nutritional education in the university to receive their MD. And I've had ER doctors and other doctors on my show who have told me this, so I'm not making this up. I don't know what they, they probably don't even teach you anything when you're doing your eye doctor thing, are they? Uh, we teach, we learn systemic health, but nothing nutrition, n- right. not at all. Right. Which is like the foundation. Like you cannot live without nutrition. So it's like, okay, if you, whatever you put in is what you get out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and yeah, we, we try it's my, my diet's really strict. And so I tell people like control 80% of what you eat. And if you can make 80% of what you eat extremely healthy, then just go crazy the other 20%. And you'll be surprised by how much weight you'll lose, yeah. by how much better you'll feel. I would even, if you want to go extreme, go 90-10. I do one cheat day a, a week, and my cheating is like chips and salsa. I mean, yeah. it's decently healthy, but it's, um yeah, if you want a cake, go eat a cake. Eat yeah. the whole thing if you want. Just confine it to one day. Did I tell you about on our last call about the NSNG factor? No. Oh, so, so I, I got to get you connected with Vinny. So Vinny Tortorich is a trainer to the stars his whole career. He, I br- he's been on the show three, maybe four times now. He's got a way more viral podcast. Um, he guest stars now on Adam Carolla's podcast, and his podcast is like, it's Adam Carolla's, so it's huge. Um, but anyway, yeah. he trademarked his way of health as NSNG, no sugar, no grains. Because this, all these movie stars are like, oh, as he built his career – Everybody's like, oh my God, you got to hire Vinny because he, he melts everything off right before your movie or your photo shoot or whatever. And all he does is he actually tells everybody, he's like, exercise, and he's a professional personal trainer. He's like, exercise is a poor way to lose weight. That's his tagline. He's like, I can, you can't exercise off a bad diet. He's like, because mm-hmm. then you're just on a never-ending negative cycle. It's like, it's like the definition of insanity. You keep doing the idiotic thing over and over again. And you're expecting a different result. <laughs> yep. No, I completely agree with that. I, I do talk about grains in mind, but no sugar is definitely huge. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, it's rampant in our, in our society now. It's everywhere. So, like, when I, when I, you're a fellow French press lover, I'm currently, and for our uh, listeners who aren't on YouTube, I'm rocking my giant Yeti mug, which is all stickered up. It's a lifestyle thing. And uh, I French press it. Oh, by the way, learn this from Vinny. Just bought one. I've never spent this much on my coffee apparatus but I have a new stainless steel brushed uh, that you can get a brushed or polished finish. Uh, it's an Espro. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's called the Espro, E-S-P-R-O. It's a French press and you can get like one about this big or you can get a bigger one. And it's like a hundred dollars <laughs> for a French press, but it's double filtered. So they have, they have the, the, the standard uh, filter uh, on the uh, plunging arm and then you lock on a secondary filter. I mean, it's so clean and simple, but I will tell you, this is the nicest French press I've ever come across, and I, I'm so glad I bought it. I've been Probably grit, out. Probably grit-free, too, I'm sure. It's what? Grit-free. There's no grit. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing. I wrote that down. Yeah. I wrote that down. And I'm then I bought an actual, I didn't even know they made these. They, I bought a stainless steel, another company, uh, a, a hand grinder. Um, so apparently, <laughs> I didn't know this either. I've been using 
you know, blade grinders for years. Oh, yeah. no, no, you know, you do not use a blade grinder. If you want a proper <laughs> French press, you have to use a conical <laughs> grinder, a conical device that literally it's, it's, it's just the, the beans fall through it's like and burst. it's rubbing them and you, and you adjust it to the grit level that you want. So it's, anyway, some of us sit there and my, my, my fiance, she's like, what are you doing? Why don't you just put it in the thing? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to, I'm doing my thing. I'm just hand grinding it. So my, my coffee has become more of a spiritual morning thing for me. I, I hand grind it. I got my standard four minute is your, is your perfect uh, French press time. And that new pimp and French press device is just phenomenal. But again, why am I going to ruin a great cup of coffee by dumping a ton of sugar in there? Uh, depending Ooh, on my exactly. mood, I'll throw a little, uh, Kerrygold grass fed butter in there. If I'm going for like a fatty coffee in the morning, if I'm in my, in, in my, in my fasted state, I'm just going to get a little energy off of the fats. Once in a while, I'll do like a heavy whipping cream again for the fat, but usually I'm just doing the butter. And, um, and if I'm feeling I do, bored, I do, like, I do coconut oil. There yep. you go. I have coconut oil too. Um, if I'm really in a hurry and I'm trying to like, uh, calm the temperature down cause it's so hot, I'll grab my, my coconut milk and I'll do that. So, yeah. Now to take your French press up even more, do you know how to add the water? Or what temperature to add the water to? Well, I, so I, I upgraded that too. So I, I looked at the temperature <laughs> ranges and before I even bought the French press, I switched over to, if you, know, you ever travel overseas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So do you ever notice how everybody's got an electric tea kettle? Yeah. Yeah. The, the ceramic ones. Mm -hmm. So I went on Amazon and bought like a nice decorative, but I checked the temperature ranges. It's got a hot plate in the base of it, inside of it. And there's a, a heating rod going up through the water. So mm -hmm. like it's, it, it heats water faster than a stove. So that's how, so I just sped up my coffee making process and it gives me the proper temperature range for coffee. So it's that's like, perfect. Perfect. I just flip the switch on and I walk in in the morning and it starts heating everything up and then it turns itself off once it hits the proper temperature. And then I go to town and then I slowly pour over the coffee. <laughs> and then the French press thing I just told you about comes with its own uh, wooden stirring stick. So I sit there and I stir it all in. I forget how long they say to stir it for, but anyway, once it's stirred, then I insert the double uh, filter on, and then because that's it's a double walled, it's a double walled metal French press, so the temperature will hold for a while too. Like if I after that's this whole nice. podcast is done, I could probably walk back over and it's probably still hot. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole different level. I, so, I, <laughs> so people that don't have the kettle, you have to boil the water and yep. then pull it off the burner for forty five seconds, and then that will give you your optimal temperature. And then uh, you I do remember that. I, I remember I used to do that. Yeah. You but just I, pour enough water to cover the grounds yeah. and then you let it bloom for 30 seconds. And then after that, you pour the rest of the water. See, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We got Travis and Scott. Yeah, we're talking about eye health, but we're also geeking out about coffee because you don't mess around when it comes to a good cup of coffee. So <laughs> and I, gotta, you got to keep going. I will warn you, Vinny is so obsessed with coffee. He didn't just teach me about the French press. He launched his own coffee company this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, My it's, friend it, launched her own and we're helping her out. <laughs> there you go. Well, I so tell you what, we'll double plug. So Vinny's is called pure coffee club. Cause he's obsessed with purity, right? He launched his own vitamin company mm -hmm. last year called pure vitamin club. So it's all about pure, right? Um, so, I mean, I will tell you the, 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 the coffee is phenomenal. Um, but what, what is hers called? Hers is called Palmetto state of mind and she only sells it locally right now. Wow. Well, that's a very nice name. <laughs> Like you know, it. the South Carolina state of mind, Palmetto State. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, hey, that's fine because the beauty of the online market is 
once she's ready, she can just turn on an online store and now she's not limited to anywhere. So exactly. exactly. Vinny, Vinny went pure online from the get go. Cause he had already had the experience from uh, a year and a half ago when he launched the vitamin company. So now it's just like turnkey, just flip the same business model, launched the new coffee sourcing, but he's obsessed, man. Like he was literally roasting the coffee on the front porch of his house to find the right roast, to find the right flavors before he was ready to outsource it. <laughs> hey, I, I'm picky about my beans, so it has to be a good bean. And I think I, I, I have to say Sumatra is still my favorite. Getting a good Sumatra bean. Oh, really? Did you, you can't know, beat it. Did you know that a dark roasted bean is actually, you're losing some of the healthy attributes of the bean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That medium roast is the best. There you go. There we go. See, we Most can talk about, we could do a whole lot podcast on coffee. <laughs> but hey, I think we have. <laughs> so let, let me give it, let me get the sh- uh, screen share back up again. So for our listeners and for our watchers now, I got both of his sites up here. So we got you know your standard I love site, and then you, you also have the I love uh, the the non for profit, right? So yeah. did they both exist at the same time? I don't believe so, right? You you obviously had your business first, you took it online, then you grew that, and then you launched a charity. Was that the order? Yeah, so pretty much we started at the same time we started two optometry practices in 2015. Okay. And the whole goal of I Love was to pay for our mission trip every October because whoever works for me, my staff to take them with me on our mission trips. Nobody's taken us up on it yet, but that's one of your benefits for working for us. Wait, they don't they've never taken you up on this? No, no staff member has yet. Nope. That'd be like a life changing experience. And and I'm flying you to Jamaica and putting you up at a sandals resort for free. <laughs> you could do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's what we do. Your assistants um, need to start learning to live, man. Well, so then we started, I love, and it took off a little faster than we thought it would. So we needed to figure out a way to, we wanted to create our own foundation or charity where we could control where the money goes instead of just giving it to somebody blindly and not knowing where it goes. So with the profits that we make from, I love, we then donate to our charity and we've donated about $100,000 to date to our foundation. And we actually just provided, we're going to award it in May, our first $3,000 scholarship to an optometry student that exemplifies like it, excellence in this area. They've been on mission trips more than once. Oh, that's awesome. Student career. So we're, we're actually presenting that in May. So we're pretty excited about doing that. And then now is that on the ilovecares.org site yet? As far as like, or will that be like a, once you do it, then you'll publicize what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely put it on the blog. Um, we'll put it on I love and the I love cares foundation. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. Um, and then we also use the money for that for education. So educating the public. And then the most important part is of course, ending preventable blindness, which for your listeners that don't know it, preventable blindness is just, a lack of glasses. So there's 700 million people blind due to a lack of glasses in this world. And something simple like a pair of readers, you throw a pair of readers on somebody and it can change their life permanently. Well, quick, because, when you say readers, yeah. you're referring to those like, like whenever Cheers. I go into a grocery store or, or a drugstore and they have those like cheap little pairs of reading glasses, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now we, I say what I just said there, the, that cheap pair of glasses, right? Cause I see my father now, mm-hmm. you know, he's, Oh God, I'm blanking on his age. He, I think he's 63, 64 now. Uh, but he's got a couple of them, right? Like we'll just forget where they're at. So you just go, they just go buy another one. It, they're not that expensive. No, but not at all. to another country, that is it is it the cost or is it just the accessibility? Both. And so accessibility is number one. It's just they don't have access to, to healthcare. So Jamaica, to give you an example, here in the United States, ten uh, a population of ten thousand per eye doctor. And then in uh, it's 500,000 per eye doctor. Wow. 
to give you an example of how many patients we see here a year, it's about two to 3000 in a year. Wow. And then in Jamaica, we'll see two to 3000 in a week. And so it's a lot more intensive over there and there's just no access. It's not accessible because it's harder to get around the country. So what we do is we go in, we'll stay at like a place like Montego Bay or one of the main cities like Negril, but then we'll go into these rural areas that just people can't drive. They can't get to the bigger cities mm -hmm. and then we'll set up shop for a week and give about two to 3000 exams. People travel for miles to come to us and literally you put a pair of readers on somebody and you give them their vision back, just a cheap pair of readers that you can buy over the counter at dollar general for a dollar. And I'll, I'll give you the story that I always give. Um, there's a, a farmer or excuse me, not a farmer, but a fisherman in Jamaica. And he pretty much had become a beggar because he could no longer um, line his hook. And so, wow. Since, yeah. Cause he couldn't see it. And so we, he became a beggar because he had to provide for his family and we threw a pair of readers on him and instantly he can be fishing again and he's no longer a beggar. And so he can provide for his family again. The I, most common I, thing I, is we reading. Gotta pause Go on that. That's, mm -hmm. uh, you don't think about this stuff. Like this could actually be happening in this country too. We don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, something as simple as being able to fish to provide food on, the, on your own table or your family's table. That's crazy. I just, I just, I, I had to pause on that because it's, it's 2018 as we're recording this. It's a brand new year and I'm constantly trying to teach people that you got to find more purpose in your life. It's okay to chase the money as long as the money is doing something positive in this world. Um, it can't just be all about the money and that's it. So I just think it's pretty powerful. This gentleman was just trying to provide food. He's just trying to be, and as well as his career or his, you know, his business, so to speak, and his way of life. And he, he couldn't even do that anymore. And he had to end up being begging on the street. One of my favorite quotes is by um, Jay-Z. And he says that you can't help the poor if you're poor. And so it's your responsibility. If you have the capability to make a lot of money to make as much as you can, but it's when you keep it all is when you become irresponsible for it. So make as much as you can, but then you don't need that much. So then start to give back once you feel comfortable. I love that because uh, another way of saying, I'm glad you actually uh, drew in Jay-Z, man. I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's, he's an amazing artist. But I, a, a spinoff of that was someone told me one time, he's like, I, I was at a speaking event or something and a friend of mine was speaking. And then a person that came up after him laid out a, just a powerful quote. And he said, listen, you can't be a poor philanthropist. And I was like, just that's all he said. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, you pretty much cut it right down, the, right down there. So it's like, okay, man, like if you're looking for purpose and you want to make more money, align yourself. And actually, uh, this will be the first episode that I mentioned it on. Literally, uh, I was doing all the research till up until New Year's. And I was trying to get this done before New Year's, and I said, that's fine. I'll get this done in the first week of January instead. But uh, did I talk to you about Thrive Make Money Matter? I did. Yeah, I, think, on the call. Yes, so, I wrote it down. I think I pulled the hat out last time, but this is one of the folders from the event, right? So I have all my notes and stuff. So anyway, Thrive Make Money Matter. We've talked about it a lot on this show. I've had over 15, well, 16, 17, 18 different people that I've met just that event that I've actually honored them and brought them on the show to tell their story and why making money matter means something to them. And this is what you are a perfect example of. That's why I feel like you have to come to this event because I'm already going back again this year. It'll be my third year straight. And this is what it's about, man. It's finding purpose. It's helping people realize that we can do more with our money, right? And that's what you're 100% doing. agree. And I will say that if money is your driving factor, 
when the hard times hit, you're done. You will give up, you will fold, and that will be it. Hmm. And so we had such a hard year this last year. We had just everything thrown at us. My coach, my old coach used to say, you're either going into a storm, you're in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. And 2017 was our massive storm. And if we didn't have this mission, we, we probably wouldn't have gone on. And it just, we had to keep going because of this mission. Well, so with your mission, where, what's the next step, man? What's the next step? Yeah. So we actually just sold our two optometry practices this year. And so the next step for us is we're going to sell our house and we're actually going to tour the United States with a newborn. And what we're going to do there is we're actually going to, we have a, a spray. I'll actually show it to you. I have my live at five next, which is my dry eye community. So the spray is a very patented, innovative spray that we're trying to get into the hands of more doctors to give to their patients. Okay. And it helps out cleaning your eyelids and cleaning eyelids helps with dry eye and blepharitis and other conditions involving the eye comfort. And so if we can get this into more hands, that will create a better business for us. And then more money goes to the mission. And then along the way of going to these doctor's offices, we're going to do vision screenings for kids at schools, just wherever we end up. So we're going to like go to Boston for two weeks and just hit up a lot of doctor's offices, hit up a lot of schools. And then eventually we're going to end up in and we're trying to get this company a little bigger. And once we have enough money in the foundation, we're actually going to try to create a more sustainable model in Jamaica. And so in Jamaica, we go in there, we do these mash style clinics and a mash style clinic is where we go in, we set up for a week and then we're gone. And so there's no sustainability in that model. And so what I would like to do is create kind of a bicycle spoke pattern where you have a main hub office, let's say in Montego Bay, and then you train opticians, people that can fit glasses to go out into these rural communities and fit reading glasses and fit very simple glasses that will just help people see just a little better. And then what you do is teach them that if they can't fix the problem, they then send them into us. And so then we'll be at the main clinic and we can diagnose them with cataracts or glaucoma or diabetes and help them from there. But we can help solve the preventable blindness problem, which is what we were just talking about, a lack of glasses. And so that's kind of the goal of this whole foundation. And it's just a matter of getting there now. And so we thought we'd get to this stage in our, our career about 55 to 60 years old. And my wife and I are 33 and 32, and we're already where we thought we'd be in 22 years. And so another quote from my mentor and coach, a man with definiteness of purpose watches as the world steps aside and then comes beside to help him with his aims. So write down your goals, put them out there to the world and be amazed by people that will doubt you at first, and then they'll come to your aid second. And so that's the cool thing about this is it's accelerated so fast because we threw it out to the world and said, help us. And people are, and people love it. And people love being a part of this mission that we, we started. Well, I think one of the reasons why it's so easy for people to love your mission is that it's kind of pure, man. I mean, you really can't beat it. So many of us take our eyesight for granted. And it's, it's, it's funny because speaking of eyesight, I'm taking my, my webcams for, uh, for granted. I'm sure you've been watching this like on your end. <laughs> Luckily, as, you're, as long as you're talking, that's all that shows up on YouTube, so I don't care. But it's funny, like my webcam decided to just die and it's brand new. I don't know what's going on. So I switched back to the laptop camera. So there you go. I'm freaked out about digital vision right now. 
and you're actually <laughs> impacting mankind and trying to bring the, the, the basics of vision to people who can't even you know, run their fishing uh, purpose anymore. I still love that story, man. That's powerful. Love that. But yeah. And can, can I screen share real quick? Uh, yeah. If I, hold on, did I give you hosting? We'll figure that I out think- right now. One second. Let me see if I actually have that enabled. I'm seeing it. I have it up. There we go. So that's, that's actually a girl that this is an unscripted photo. So we try to get photos like this all the time, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always work out like this, but this is just, I had my camera on me and I actually just saw this girl for an exam. She was about a minus seven. And so a minus seven to give you an example is somebody that can see about probably, you know, like 10 inches in front of their face over much. And so they really can't see far at all. Wow. And so she never worn glasses. She's about 12 years old. You can see her school uniform. So she's in school and she struggled in school. And I wanted to get a picture of her putting these glasses on for the first time. And so that is her reaction when she first put them on and is looking far away. And I just love that picture. I wanted to share it with your listeners and or your viewers, I should say on YouTube. So do you, do you feel she's never been able to like, that was like, was that literally the first time she ever saw that? First time she's ever put on glasses to see. The thing about kids is they're very resilient and most people don't think their kids need an eye exam, but we actually start seeing kids at nine months and we see them at three years, then five years. And the reason we do that is because kids don't know what good vision is. They just know what they see. And so they could be deteriorating slowly and they don't know any better because they don't know what 2020 vision is. They just know what they see. And I have parents all the time when I tell them their kid needed needs glasses and probably needed them three years ago, they just start bawling and they think they're terrible parents because of they just feel like that they they miss something. I could see and that. Yeah. All you gotta do is bring in your kids. Yeah. Starting at age nine months. Nine months under one year is free. It's called an infancy exam, infant S E E. And that's a pro- nationwide program. Oh, that's, and then, that's standard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta find an infancy doctor. So go to infancy.org. It's infantsee.org. Okay. And you can find a doctor in your area that will see your infant under the age of 12 months for free. And then we like to see them if everything's normal at that visit at three years, five years, every year after that. Because we have kids getting diagnosed with ADD and ADHD and learning disabilities. All they need are either a pair of glasses or what's called vision therapy because their eyes don't work together. And it's very common and it's just undiagnosed. Get out. And you checking it out? Is this it right here? Infancy. That is it. Okay. Cute baby. Yeah. Infancy right there in the, the homepage. So find an infancy doctor within I love that. You one got mile. A simple and... zip code tool right there. Yeah. You can probably put 29229 and or 29020 and you can find us. Yeah, 020. Mm hmm. Let's see what happens. We're not, and that's not you guys forever, though, right? Because you sold your practices? Oh, hold on. Yeah, try with <laughs> expand your search to five miles. Yeah, I think I, had, I think I had it on like, uh, I think I had it on one, one mile. One mile. Uh, I'm going to laugh when we're not in there. <laughs> well, let's find out. We'll test that out right away. Um, hold on. It, my one fact was when I was in Ohio, I actually was the second highest, second highest infancy provider in the, in the state. What do you mean? I did perform the second most infancy exams. Oh, you did? It was a lot of infants. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let me try it this way. And 
Yeah, I don't know. It's not working. So, oh, man. Hold on. No, it's, why don't I search Wahoo? Probably because we haven't updated our bio. 1-8-109. Oh, let me try 104. That's my zip code. So, yeah, this is our American Optometric Association. It started about 10 years ago. And the reason we do this is because we can catch them if they do need glasses, number one. But the more important thing is we can detect any eye issues in the back of the eye before they become too late. So cancers, problems, things like that. Okay. Yep. Actually, this Dr. Yeah, Monica, definitely go check out. This Dr. Monica is like two minutes from my house. There, there you go. go. Martachi. See, there's, there's a bunch of them on here. Look at that. Pretty cool. See, I learn something new every day. I mean, I don't have an infant, but I'm sure there's listeners on here who do have infants. So take your infant's vision seriously. Yeah. Especially Definitely. when they're going to become a young adolescent and they'll be frustrated because they can't see. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm being serious because I, I, I wore glasses, you know, and then as soon as I was able to, to get comfortable with contacts, I moved over to contacts. And then obviously years later, got LASIK. So, so anyway, so now your brand's online and it's all about going online. I, I love it. <laughs> so uh, with everything online, you sold the physical practices. So... The one thing for our listeners is this entire time today, he's been wearing a pair of glasses. And yeah. I wanted to bring this up because I have a pair of glasses that I wear for my nighttime stuff. And actually, last time Travis and I talked, he's like, oh, yeah, that's the 100%. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going with blue blockers. So, But the interesting <laughs> thing is my blue blockers are like an orangey lens. And the ones you're wearing, sir, are like a more of a translucent, almost like a bluish tint. Would you agree with yeah. that, bluish green? Yeah, so you, you can kind of see the tint to them. If I bring them up, maybe a little closer, but... There you go. They're pretty clear. Um, but yeah, ours are about 30% blue block, and then they actually turn, they transition or turn dark when you go outside, and they turn into sunglasses, kind of. Yeah, I love that. So that, that for our listeners is actually called photochromic when you have mm -hmm. a pair of glasses that can actually change with light intensity. So, yeah. and the only reason I learned about that was I was like going, I was geeking out about sunglasses years ago for eye protection when I was firefighting. And there's like, there's so many things that is, I'm literally, as I'm talking to you right now, there's so many things I just took for granted that I learned from 2009 to 2012 before fire and after fire, but just all this gear that I ended up gather, gathering and, and online research I did and everything else. I just, now I'm, now I'm talking about it now. I never thought it would actually make a connection, but photochromic is very handy. If people don't want to have two or three pairs of glasses, right? If you have one, it goes from being able to be indoors to outdoors. It's very handy. But I was really impressed with the fact that you were able to make that happen with blue block technology. So for our listeners, because I've said it, but now you're going to have an eye doctor say it. Why is blue blocking such a big deal? So blue blocking is a big deal for two reasons. And the, the hot and sexy reason that's out right now is sleep. Mm -hmm. And so blue blocking tech or blue, blue light is, uh, it comes from the sun. And so when you see the color blue, that's blue light, obviously. Mm -hmm. And when the sun comes up, it tells your body to wake up. And then when the sun goes down, blue light goes away and it tells your body to go to sleep. That's what allows you to increase your melatonin production melatonin helps you sleep. And so at nighttime, when you suppress the blue light, it will increase your melatonin production, get you into REM sleep, which is your, your deep sleep that you need to restore your sleep. And it gets faster. So if you've ever noticed that when you're on your phone right before you go to bed for a long period of time, you're not going to be, you're not going to be as energized when you wake up in the morning as if you put your phone away at like 7 PM 
and then didn't stay on it for three hours before you went to bed. You're going to be more energized when you wake up because you're going to get to that deeper sleep faster. So sleeping better is a reason that you'd want to wear blue blockers. Now, the ones that we have on will help your eyes fatigue a little less when you're on a computer all day, and they won't make you as tired because they're only 30% blue block. So again, so to our they, listeners, like I probably have the max. I don't know what that yes. max is. Max technically one hundred percent blue block. No. Yeah, and that's oh. why it distorts the color and everything because it blocks all that blue. So, it, which is great because until you and I talked the uh, last week, I literally thought that was the only form of blue blocking glasses out there. I never even thought about a thirty percent option versus a hundred percent option. And to our listeners, the only reason why I geeked out about it was this goes back to episode 51 with Jack Cruz. So again, Travis, if you haven't listened to the show yet and you geek out about this stuff, you got that guy's, he's, he's too sciencey. He's that, he's that smart. So, uh, he, 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 you got to really get this guy to dumb stuff down, but you know, he's a neurologist. What do you expect? You know, neurologists, neurosurgeons, apparently they geek out, but he's a uh, hugely adamant about eye health and about obviously melatonin production behind the eye. Like I never knew that I believe I'm, I'm still saying this correctly, that most of your melatonin production happens from behind the eye, correct? It just happens from cues that your eye gets. Okay. And so, yeah. And so then what blue light comes from is the sun, like we talked about, mm -hmm. but we're now artificially stimulating it with computers, phones, TVs, these new daylight lights that you have in your house. Those are all, those are all putting out blue light. And so we can't get to that relaxed state like that we used to be able to we're overly stimulated right exactly so it's harder to go to bed so i always recommend turning off all devices two to three hours before you go to bed put on your 100 percent blue blockers and just kind of hang out read a book it's crazy with so pages i'm gonna challenge you because this i need your help i've tried convincing my fiance to do this and she's like hell no so i'm gonna find a way to crack the code on this so maybe you have some ideas because you know well I don't know. Anyway, she literally does the iPad while the TV's on right before bed. And Do you guys like, have a TV in your room? No. I have kept, okay. I've kept the law Good. on that. Okay. So <laughs> she's like, I don't see why we just get it. She, she just ordered a brand new television too. Cause we haven't had a new TV in like eight years. So it's a flat screen that we have now, but it's, you know, it's like probably four inches thick. Whereas the new ones are like barely anything. Um, and she actually said, she's like, you know, I haven't been to an eye doctor in probably five years and I can't see for shit. So her excuse was, Oh, I'm just going to buy a new TV. It's bigger. And I'm like, why don't you go back to the eye doctor? Um, so I'm probably giving you a lot of fuel for the fire here, but we got bigger TV coming. Uh, we have iPad before bed plus TV, but even though she's not watching a TV, she's playing her. She said she's, here's the best part. She's literally playing mind games because she likes to stimulate her brain. She's, she's very smart. Actually. She's a, a, a horse veterinary doctor and a chiropractic doctor, highly intelligent girl, but yet still plays the iPad in front of the TV. Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> just just try a 30-day cha challenge with her you know try say the first 10 days are going to be just unbearable and then you know 10 days 11 through 20 are going to be uncomfortable and then i think she'll start to notice that her sleep improves quite a bit just just have her try you know a seven-day challenge just to see how she feels when she wakes up in the and morning that's, and that's the best part be better she does not have a good deep sleep cycle so and she knows it and unfortunately, she'll take like a, a sleep medicine for that. And I'm like, that's not, you're just band-aiding the issue, right? Like you're not addressing the root cause. So, and how, about, she how many about, listeners out oh. there probably have this problem? Yeah, I was going to say, does she complain about not being able to get to sleep when she lays down? No, she can go first. 
which is surprising, actually. It's <laughs> okay. a, um, a she, she, there, there. Yeah, but then again, I don't know if that's pharmaceutically induced or not. But I think part of it also is her behavior because she's an on-call. So she's also been trained over the years to be listening for the cell phone, right? Uh, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's part of it, too. I'm sure it is. And so, yeah, you, you got a tough one there. Um, I know, right? I gave you a good one. <laughs> but, I mean, if if anybody can do it, it's just a matter of, just like when we were talking about diet, you just got to make the decision to try it. Yes. And if you don't make that decision, then you're just going to deal with what you're dealing with, not being able to sleep or not getting restful sleep. Well, the good thing is she gets it. She gets some of it, right? Because we, we she agreed to get blackout drapes. So that was a huge step. Mm-hmm. Um, for New Year's Eve, we stayed at our friend's house down in their basement. They had a nice redone basement. And she's like, oh my God, I loved that bedroom. I slept amazing because it was like a cave. And I said, had no windows. Yeah. Right. I was like, that's exactly what we're trying to create. So you can't have the phones and the iPads and stuff. You can't take that stuff to bed. I purposely leave my phone here in the office. I don't take it to bed. She, her excuses, she has to because of the on-call stuff. And I said, that's fine on your on-call days. You don't need it in there on your days off. Right. So he's always, this is, this is my battle. So I have to, I just had to share. <laughs> So I'm going to also tell your listeners reason number two, which is not the sexy reason blue light is shown to cause macular degeneration. Oh, and so macular degeneration is where the macula, the macula is where all lights focus. So how you see 2020 mm-hmm. because light is focused on your macula. Macular degeneration is a degeneration of that area. So you can no longer see 2020. And so what we found in studies in the nineties and early two thousands was that Actually, no, these blue light studies go back to the eighties, that blue light and exposure to blue light actually increases your risk for macular degeneration. So we have this whole generation of millennials, Gen Xers and Gen Zers that are constantly on devices yep. and we have no idea how it's going to affect them in 40 years. And so that's why I wear these when I'm on a computer screen, because I want to block the blue light from that because macular degeneration could affect you 50 years from now. Well, I think that's the other part. I I love the fact you brought this up because we don't know. And and I love the honesty there. Like we have no idea like this, the millennial generation and the next generation beyond are the first ones growing up already having iPads in front of their faces while they're two years old, which is literally my niece and my nephew. (laughs) So uh, that's the new babysitter, right? It's like, Oh, they're getting annoying here. Give them the iPad. And that's scary. (laughs) So it is. And we just don't know the effects of it long-term and think about it. These studies on blue light and macular degeneration were from the eighties. And so if they were from the eighties, they didn't have screens back then. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have anywhere have... near the blue light we have now. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's the macular degeneration foundation. So um, yeah, just yeah. for our listeners, I'm screen sharing for our video feed. The it's, you can go to macular.org, M A C U L A R. I just Googled macular degeneration and this was the first result that came up. So, yep. And so, yeah, that's what we worry about for future generations is that we're going to see, and we're living longer. And so this is an age related condition. It's called age related macular degeneration. And so we don't know how it's going to affect people like you and I, and just, this is a heavily diet related disease. So I love that because the site is backing you up right now. (laughs) As soon as you scroll down, it (laughs) says eat right for your site. I love it. We're all on the same page. 
but yeah, that's kind of the unsexy version or unsexy side of blue light. And everybody's talking about the sleep and this and that, but nobody talks about macular degeneration because that's kind of one of those things that you invest in your future now to prevent it from happening 50 years from now. And nobody cares about that really. It's too hard to think about. But why, man? I mean, come on. It's like, this is your future health. Like you could, you could potentially go blind. <laughs> I mean, it's the same reason, but you're talking to somebody, you and I are, we're, we're two peas in a pod when it comes to biohacking in our health. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the person that's eating McDonald's doesn't care because the number one investment you have is you mm-hmm. don't invest that extra dollar into the stock market, invest that extra dollar into some organic vegetables yeah. or organic fruit. And that's going to pay off more than investing in the stock. Market. Oh, I tell people all the time, like my new, I, I've had to modify it recently, but uh, over the past 10, 15 years, right? There's been viral uh, TV shows and movies coming out about the whole uh, zombie apocalypse theme, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these cool shows. Yeah. And so then I thought about it and I, there was a great quote years ago when I started putting out my favorite list of quotes for a blog article. And one of them was, you know, your health is your true wealth. So, and nowadays I, I use that, I spin it off differently. And I say, you know what, if I have all the money in the world, but I'm stuck in a hospital bed, what's the point? You know, yeah, people are like, oh, well then you can spend all that money on doctors. I'm like, doctors who have their heads up their butt and they don't even know how to fix it. I was like, what if I can prevent that? Then what's the point? I would rather be 100% healthy or 90% healthy and be able to do whatever I want, go wherever I want, especially if and when the zombie apocalypse happens, let's say for fun. And it's like, great. I mean, if you are decrepit, you're pretty much, you know, zombie bait. Uh, but if I'm healthy as a horse, I'll be out there with a, with a machete or whatever you want, whatever theme from the movie, man. And, you know, kicking the crap out of zombies. I'm just throwing the that crossbow. out there for fun. <laughs> go, go with the cr- crossbow would be more fun. I do like the crossbow. I did shoot, I shot bow and arrow as a kid. So that's a good angle right there. I like that. But, but let's be real. Our health is our true wealth. This is what we need. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's the number one thing we invest in every day is we took a choice. We made a choice three years ago that it doesn't matter how much more organic is that we will buy everything organic if possible. And we do. That's pretty and, much and, what and we trust do. Trust me, there's studies saying, well, like, are you really getting that much more with organic? And I'm like, well, here's my thing. Does it make you feel better? Knowing that maybe you've sourced your stuff a little bit better then yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that you buy organic bread versus non-organic bread. Just stop buying all that excessive bread. That's just me. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean you buy the organic sugar. It's still sugar. Stop putting it in your body. Um, and then, exactly. And so anyway, back to when we bring you back for a follow-up show, I want to dig more obviously into uh, where you're going with the online footprint and, and bringing uh, this stuff to the masses. Uh, because obviously, I, as you hinted at last time you and I chatted, those glasses you're wearing are available to the masses, or they will be shortly, right? Exactly. They're um, in port right now. So we're actually getting them to our fulfillment center probably within the next week or so. So I don't know when you release your podcast, but you'll the be live at least video, two obviously. weeks out. Because uh, I'm actually just hopping into your shopping cart for your site right now. So again, he sells actually other glasses, guys, ladies and gentlemen. So I mean, this isn't just this isn't just about blue blockers, but he has an entire online like center, man. He's got men's men's wear and women's wear, and he's got um, you hinted you got like health products too for dry eye. Yeah, so. dry eye is our main focus. Um, the sunglasses we actually test all our products on Amazon first. Mm-hmm. So we release on Amazon, and then if it's a hit, then we'll get it to our online shop too. Ooh, smart. Yep. Amazon is kind of like the, you know, you don't go salmon fishing down in the Atlantic Ocean in the middle of whatever time you go up to Alaska when it's salmon season. 
And so Amazon is the salmon season. I like it. And so we always test a product on Amazon first, then we'll bring it over to our website if it's a hit. Um, but yeah, most of our focus right now has been on kind of dry eye and eyelid issues. And that's just where we've kind of found our niche. We have a community online called the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community on Facebook. Yes. And that's that's where we um, we pretty much interact. That's where we have our Facebook Live here in an hour. And we interact with everybody on there and answer questions and then we point them to, in our, to the direction of our site and hopefully they'll get on our mailing list, which is dryeyecommunity.com. And you can get, learn all about how we treat dry eye syndrome and not typically with the use of medications. So uh, yep, you can read it right there. Yeah. I was just saying with our <laughs> listeners, if, if you're not, don't worry, all this, I'll link the group, the community, everything. He's already provided me everything. It'll be in the blog notes for the, on the website on livethefield.com. We always do that for all of our co-hosts. Everybody can find him and his wife and what they're doing. Again, shout out to Dr. Je- is it Jenna? Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. It. So, uh, and, and again, the book's on here as well. But again, when you're in the shopping cart, they put it at the bottom there, the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community on Facebook. They've even got a link right through the website. So again, if you forget all this stuff, don't worry. It's all linked in there. Don't worry about it. Um, and you if you have... Time. If you have dry eye problems, our spray is working really well for keeping eyelids clean and keeping your eyes feeling better. Yeah, That's here, I'll stop sharing. Right you said you have it there in front of you, right? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, here. Um, and oh. so this is a month's supply of the spray. And you can actually go to freehydrate.com, and you can get your first bottle for free. You just have to pay for shipping. Oh, look at that. Freehydrate.com, ladies and gentlemen. He just gave you yep. some more free value today. I love that. <laughs> so how many domains do you own? Uh, gosh, I, I thought I was winning out, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I have a challenger here from the eye market. I'm, I'm about at 30. Nice. All, all utilized. Um, most of them just forward to my website. So if you go to dryeyecommunity.com, yep. that forwards to a, pay, a landing page on our website, yeah. freehydrate.com landing page on our website. So we just try to keep it simple. And are you doing the uh, click funnel stuff yet or no? No click funnels yet. This is all done through Shopify and Zipify pages and we do funnels through that Okay, nice. And so ClickFunnels is kind of the next step, um, but we use Zipify pages and one-click upsell. So it's a post-purchase funnel. So after you make the purchase, yep. so if you go to freehydrate.com and make that purchase, you'll pay $5 for shipping and then put you into our post-purchase upsell sequence. Nice. There you go. We can get gas. Again, that's another whole podcast. Um, <laughs> so... Well, listen, we've, we've banged out at least, yes, we are actually over the hour mark. Well done, sir. This is what always happens now. <laughs> I tell people like, oh yeah, they're 30 to 60 minute shows, but if it's good, valuable content, I don't really stop it. So, uh, but we all are going to break coffee up. today. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the <laughs> Go coffee. ahead. Sorry. But without the, uh, without the fact that we've already promised we are going to bring you back and dig a little bit deeper into some of the other stuff. I'm glad we at least got to tag a little bit on the blue light blockers because the more we can get the awareness out there, I think it's gonna get more and more people at least intrigued to try them out and consider if they're not gonna buy the glasses, fine, at least start cutting back on the amount of blue light exposure because a lot of people don't realize that they have that much of exposure. And I think you did a great job today bringing that, I think more to the forefront on that as well too. Well, good. Yeah. And that's, that's key is once nighttime comes, there's no more blue light outside. There shouldn't be more blue light inside. Mm, there you go. I like that. So uh, actually that real quick, that's actually the easiest way to look at it. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Blue light. You're awake. Blue light. You don't, you want to be able to sleep. You don't want blue light. <laughs> blue light's going to make you wake. He already hinted it came from the sun, but now we have it coming from smart devices and light bulbs and everything else, which ergo it's become more challenging, but I've actually purposely now searched on Amazon for incandescent light bulbs. 
uh, because when I moved into my fiance's house and we we you know cohabitated, uh, she had all the those spiral looking fluorescents and and the, and then those real daylight looking ones and I'm like nope we're going back to incandescent so <laughs> and you can get a soft yellow glow with those lights now too yeah yeah so there's other options so again there's so many light bulbs options out there nowadays ladies and gentlemen but at least try and take your time and do some of this research I think that's one of the biggest all-encompassing things we could take out of today's episode is that um, you and I yeah we both are geeking out about biohacking and we're probably sharing a lot more health stuff than most people are used to. But the whole point is we're at least taking a little bit of action. You don't have to know everything that you and I both know. I think what I think you can agree with me, at least start taking some action to self-educate, as I hinted at earlier, become your own inner physician. Like take your health seriously, start studying up on nutrition and health and wellness. It doesn't have to yeah. happen overnight. What I always tell people is just focus on one thing that you can control that will produce more results in every area of your life. And if nobody's ever read the book, The One Thing, that's pretty much the concept behind it. And everybody should read that book because it's amazing. It's called and The One Thing? The One Thing by, um, oh gosh, Keller Williams guy. Can't think of his name right now. His last name's Keller. But um, anyway, so um, if you focus on one thing and you make it an achievable goal and it propels that area of life. So I want to strengthen my relationship with my son. And so he's only two months old, but my one thing with my son every day is I read to him for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is very achievable every day. And so if I go 30 minutes, like I did today, then I go 30 minutes and it's great. We get even more time together. And that's just like one thing I read to my son for 10 minutes a day. And then another thing that I do right now is that I am building a list of 25,000 community members. And so I wake up every day and think to myself, what's the one thing I can do to build my community? And so the first thing I do on my plate, that's on my to-do list, I keep my to-do list to one or two things, is how am I gonna build that list today? And so I work on 10 minutes of list building every day. And so if you do two hours, great, but if you only do 10 minutes, you hit your goal that day. Hmm. And so you won't feel bad. So exercise, I will do 50 push-ups every day. Or I will do 10 push-ups every day, make it very achievable. I will do 10 push-ups a day. But what it does is it gets you in that mindset, gets you in the exercise mode, and then you'll probably end up doing more. And so just try to figure that one thing out that you'll do every day that will help propel you in the area that you want to be propelled in. Well, and I believe uh, last time I, I forget who wrote it, but the, uh, to build a habit, it usually takes, tw- I think on average is 21 days, I believe is the number count. So if you can do something for at least 21 days, like earlier in the show, you mentioned 30 days, right? 30 day challenge, but it's like, okay, yep. let's tighten it back even more. There's been psych- psych- psychological proven research that on average, the average human being, it just takes 21 days to build a habit. Once you hit that 21 day accomplishment and you go beyond it, you you literally have a habit because it's been yep. over three weeks now. like. You know, Three weeks, 21 days, guys. Like All you got to do is make it there. And on average, you've, you've already started building a habit and it makes and it so much easier. I call it the unstoppable, unbearable, or excuse me, the un- unbearable, uncomfortable, unstoppable phase. So uh-uh. first 10 days, like I said earlier, you're, you're unbearable. You hate it. You hate whatever you're doing that's new. The, the second 10 days, days 11 through 20, it's uncomfortable. So it's starting to become a habit, but it's not really that comfortable yet. So it's uncomfortable. Then after day 21, you're unstoppable. So then you crave it. You want to do it more and more and more. I love that. We're doing a green smoothie challenge for on Facebook. It's green smoothie challenge. Just search for it. And we're doing this for people that are in our dry eye community. We've got about 55 members in it, I think. And we're just doing 30 days of 
everybody's posting their smoothies, posting what they're doing. We're giving them tips and tricks and Facebook lives and we're having fun with it. And we're going to see how they feel after 30 days. I love that. See, again, you're tying it back to health and nutrition. Okay. What's mm -hmm. happening inside of your body, ladies and gentlemen, will manifest throughout your body and outward. Okay. People all care so much about skin lotion and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, what if you can also attack your skin's health from the inside of the body? Everything is tied back to what's going on inside, okay? We're, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. Actually, most rocket scientists probably would not be able to figure that out. <laughs> you are uh, correct. So listen, as I share your charity again, ilovecares.org, I want to help bring this show to a close so we can bring it back another time. Um, and there it is. I actually purposely scrolled down to the story page because uh, that's right. These guys have been featured on ABC News as well. So I Love is definitely out there, ladies and gentlemen. Check them out. But Travis, uh, all of our co-hosts, I have them really help us bring the show to a close, close it out. And with everything you're doing with meaning, it's, this will be easy for you. But I want you to be able to give the final words of the show, and then I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air. But is there an all-encompassing mission, which I'm sure there is, behind everything you're doing and where you're going next. Like, What are the final words you want to close out for our listeners so they can remember you and obviously want to follow you more? Now, you stole my thunder earlier, but it's, it's my quote that I live by pretty much every day, and it's that quote from Gandhi that is, learn as if you were to live forever, or excuse me, live as if you were to die tomorrow, but learn as if you were to live forever. And I think that encompasses pretty much everything you need to do in your life because every day is a, is a blessing. It's a gift. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So like it's your last one, get it off. Do something. Go spend time with your, and then I read every day and I summarize what I read every single day. And so that quote from Gandhi has been my life long quote since I was 17 years old and I still follow it today. Well, believe me, uh, I like to share quotes in the blog article. So just trust me, that will be a easily highlightable quote in your blog content when it goes up on the site, because anytime I, I geek out about quotes and I think it's powerful because sometimes for most people, it just takes one powerful quote like that to impact and maybe change a life. So that's a great yeah. choice. Gandhi was an amazing uh, influencer in our world. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. This has been fun. This has definitely been on. So hang tight. I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we're talking about I Love today. That was Travis Ziegler. And his uh, shout out to his wife, Dr. Jenna, as well. But again, we're going to bring this gentleman back on, dig a little bit deeper into where he's taking the brand next and where he's taking the business next. But we wanted to give you a lot more about what's going on in his charity and his not-for-profit efforts and obviously what I Love is all about. And I hopefully we gave you a little taste of that today. Stay tuned for a follow-up episode. But again, ladies and gentlemen, that's another Live the Fuel episode. We're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. And as I've always told you, keep living the fired-up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into the this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. 
Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.